This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The longest two weeks in living memory are finally over. Football is back this Friday. We're all here for it on the Blue Monday podcast. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast discussing Ipswich Town up or down since 2015. I'm Rich Woodard and welcome back. Welcome bloody back to the pre-match show brought to you in partnership with our friends at the Greyhound Pub at Ipswich. You can catch us every week live on YouTube and after the fact on podcast at your convenience. And joining me to chat all about Rotherham on a Friday night. It's Wednesday night when we record and Seb. I'm. I thought it was already Thursday, and I've ruined my week by that feeling. When you think, "Oh, it's a week <laughs> near the weekend," um, Seb Brown is here. Everyone, um, do you feel my pain? Do you know whether oh. you're coming or going at the moment? Yeah, it, weekends without club football is rubbish. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if we became a bit immune to it in the last couple of years. I know Lambert used to call games off, but I don't know if we've kind of built up a tolerance to it in in kind of previous years because the football was so crap when we were you know fighting under Hurst, etc. But yeah, it's rubbish. What do people do? I had to paint a bathroom on Saturday. I've never been so bored in my life. It's rubbish. I had a cold. It, needs to, it needs to stop. Yeah, my heating went on last night for the first time. So yeah, cold. And no, actually, money I, on heating I had a cold. Again. I've been oh, you had a cold. Sorry. Right. As soon well. as the football stops, my my kind of what's the word I'm looking for? My body just gave up. Your so immune system can't just, cope. My immune system, without like a pint at the Greyhound or you know a moan on Twitter or something. That's not a moan at the moment. Is it? It's, it's joy on Twitter. I think there's a word for that if your body can't cope with that. Alcohol. Oh yeah, that's the. Um, hello to our fellow sufferers out there. Let us know you're there. As I said, we are live. We will um, come and have a chat with you guys and put some comments up. Give us your. Give us the most boring thing you did in the last two weeks. Can you outbore <laughs> Seb on paying a bathroom? But we are here to talk about Rotherham. We'll do a bit of a news catch up. Although the guys did a great job of that on Sunday. But let's say hello to some folk. Let's say it's like Charlie. Gets there first. Love that, Charlie. Well done. Uh, Gary's with us. What a miserable night. I assume weather-wise, Gary. But Give us a chance, Gary. We've not started yeah. yet. <laughs> Start with him. Look at him. Um, England games, says Charlie, are very, very dull compared to us. They are. I mean, last week's Italy was all right, wasn't it? Like, yeah, on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, well, no, that was all right, wasn't it? So, you know, not all bad. Come on, Seb, say something. 
Yeah, well, yeah, Australia game was crap. The yes. uh, Italy game, Italy game last night was exciting, but watching two games of football in a fourteen-day period is rubbish. Yes. Uh, evening to Jules. Evening to Neil. I'm glad I cancelled training. Yeah, and in the dry. Evening to Tim. But where everywhere I think Tim. But yes, that is in um, uh, Devon. Um, hello to Frank. Um, hello to Eric. I'm the grandfather. You'll have to explain that one to me. That's gone way over my head. Only to Rob, even to Paul. Um, Carnivore Nation, evening all. Um, Tractor Granddad, evening to you. Ed's with us um, from Agua Bar in Jordan. There you go. Grandfather, congrats, Eric. If you're, if that's new news, congratulations to you from everyone here at Blue Monday. Um, fantastic stuff. Um We've got horse cholera is in a cloudy Brooklyn. Baron is with us. Michael's in Brisbane. What's the weather like, Michael? You forgot to tell us what the weather is like and make <laughs> us feel jealous. Uh, the universe doesn't care. It's <laughs> a great name. Uh, so you and Kent. Um, there was some half decent rugby. It's the, the ball's the wrong shape, Robert. Uh, we can't talk about rugby. Um, and evening to Rodders as well. Um, bit tardy tonight, he says. Well, you're only four minutes late it's fine rogers we're not keeping count don't worry about it um and bluey i think sums it up um not look forward to a friday as much as this for a long bloody time seb um i said the b word a couple of times there haven't i let's um let's wrap up the the two weeks in terms of internationals and brilliant news congrats to uh, massimo luongo and cameron burgess albeit playing in the wrong colours. I think we've had the yellow versus hmm. gold debate, so we can put that one to bed. But fantastic for them. Fantastic, I think, for the the club, you know, that we've got players performing on the biggest stages, isn't it? Absolutely. It's a testament to the hard work these guys have put in. You know, Cameron Burgess joined us from Accrington. I think many of us questioned him with, you know, if he got turned on the halfway line, he was in trouble. McKenna's come in and he's a completely different player. And I think a few of us, myself included, were guilty in the summer of writing him off a little bit and thinking that was a position that we need to upgrade. And here we are a few weeks later and he's, yeah, playing up front against marking Ollie Watkins at, at Wembley and delighted for him. And obviously for Massimo as well, four years, is it three years, four years after his last cap, he's back in the fold. I guess not the best of news with us with the, uh, the I can't remember what it's called, the cup. It's not the Oceania Asia cup, cup. The Asia Cup, thank you on the not too distant horizon but delighted for these guys you know gave a good account of himself last night apparently we'll get to see if he will we'll discuss if he's going to be kind of available in terms of would you start him against Rotherham but really really delighted for him gave a good account subbed after about what 68 minutes wasn't it so he's had a bit of a rest and yeah absolutely delighted for them both a, a reward for the real hard work they've put in over the last 18 months or so yeah, Michael, we're saying mass play with the biggest smile ever. Yeah, I think he does generally, but even more so playing for your country. We're saying we've got the flip side situation. Wes Burns obviously out for an unknown point of time. Uh, at the point we record, I think he's is he having the scan today or is it on? Yes, Thursday? I think the scan was. I think the scan's today or tomorrow, isn't it? And they're hopeful that it won't require surgery, which makes yeah. it weeks rather than months. If it is surgery, is, uh, it's months. On the so. edge of the sword, isn't it? Of players yeah. being called up for their countries i guess it and Paul he always goes away with wales and always comes back injured doesn't he i guess last time we got a bit of there's the hamstring concern at the end of the lot of the october yeah. break so that's uh, right the september break so yeah hopefully it's better news than we're all expecting and hopefully it is just weeks rather than months stop breaking our players wales for goodness sake um and some of the younger players also got some minutes as well for the under 21s and is did Dane Scarlett play for the under 19s? It's the England Elite League. I don't really know what that is. I'm not going to lie. You need oh, wow. Joe in for this one, don't you? Yeah, he played for the England Elite League against Portugal, uh, subbed after 66 minutes. He played there 
previous week as well. I think he won and missed a penalty, didn't he, in that game, I think. So, uh, and Kieran Slecker uh, won his 11th Scotland under-21 cap in their 2-1 victory over Malta. So, yeah, a couple of the kids getting decent runouts and obviously the Aussies doing themselves proud as well. Yeah, good stuff. Um, yeah, the universe doesn't care. I'm going to say it every time. The universe doesn't care, Seb, about <laughs> you and your choices. Um, Hutchinson's chance to shine. Yeah, we've, we've, we talk about the, the depth of the squad and Hutchinson has obviously had a, a lot of opportunities so far, but this could be a great one for him to kind of do a Brandon Williams and make that shirt his own. Um, we'll talk more about Freddie later on. Eric, thank you for the heads up on that one. And um, Paul, great fixture on Friday to emerge from the international break. Um, could struggle but still win. We'll talk more about that. And obviously, Rotherham in a not too dissimilar situation to us and actually got injuries of their own. So we will give you more insights on Rotherham shortly. Baron, um, was that the Aussie game last night? Massimo is a stand-up performer for his 65 minutes on the pitch. Love that. Um, and evening to David. Um, and uh, congratulations to Carbos. I, apologies if I pronounced, pronounced the name wrong. I just thought I'd go for the most exotic sounding pronunciation i could my local women's team qualify for the champions league group stage this evening fantastic for them i assume your local team might be a arsenal or something like that but if it's not if it's a unknown or a lesser known team then let us know who that is um because champions league football is something that i'm sure itfc women have got ambitions in the longer term but at the moment we'll have to deal with the FA Women's National League Southern Premier Division, and they're off to Chatham Town. I'm on the bus to Chatham on Sunday, Seb, with the drum. It'll be like Just, the football factory, the scene in there. Exactly like that, yeah. on the crappy old bus. No, well, I think, we, I think we're being looked after on Saturday on a lovely little coach. So, um, yeah, I'll, um, have you met me, mate Stanley? No, I won't go there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, defeat last time out, a couple of weeks um, gap for the women's team as well. Um, late defeat to Oxford, who are just slugs, just can't beat oxford uh, away at least um so we'll be looking to bounce back and yeah um chatham not not the best um and according to seb winless this season so we shall we hope we hope for positivity and a bounce back for the tractor girls on sunday rotherham seb we are nearly at 10 minutes it feels like a good opportunity to start talking about friday's game and i guess the headline for rotherham is fantastic that they're still in the championship um yeah maybe made it over the line by the skin of their teeth although with a few weeks to spare i think um april time i think they secured their championship survival but probably one of the teams that is expected to struggle and at the moment it's going to form really isn't it i think so yeah you me and gab did our one to 24s back in the summer and i think a lot of people not just because it's an easy win a lot of people would have labeled rotherham as one of the sides to get relegated they did well last season uh you could argue they kind of punched above their weight i know points deductions for the likes of reading and wigan kind of helped them but they did finish six points clear of the drop zone and had a managerial change fairly early on in the season which we'll discuss so you know from a from a kind of a, a last season perspective to finish where they did and with a big upheaval kind of a, a managerial level has to be applauded but this isn't a side that traditionally, you know, survives a long time in the in the championship. I looked at their average kind of finish since they kind of established themselves up there and became this yo-yo side back in 2014-15 and their average finish is 22nd. So it's a club that does tend to drift between the two leagues and I guess this season maybe is a bit of a regression to the norm given they kind of overpunched a little bit last year, I think. But as always in the championship, to your point, there are dysfunctional teams who might help them out, right? 
Yeah, potentially, I guess. They're, they're a well-run club. I think everyone mm. would say that about Rotherham. You know, I think there was one year, Ben always referred to it. Do you remember there was one year they were the only club in the league to make any kind of profit, and they still went down that year. So off the off the pitch, they are a well-run side. But yeah, this is um, this is kind of what the, the level they find themselves at. They've kind of hit that ceiling, and they've uh, they've got a bit of a scrap this year to make sure they stay out of it. They'll assume Sheffield Wednesday will take one of the spots, given they're a bit of a basket case. Well, I guess new manager. Maybe so, but I think as long as, you know, potentially the ownership issues are going on there, there's always going to be a crisis brewing at that club. But they've still got these two other spots, and I've got a feeling they're going to be occupying one of them come May. Yeah, yeah, we shall see. But as you say, a lot to like about Rotherham, and at League One level, they are a very potent force. And I, you know, we'll talk about our history against them, which isn't in recent times particularly good, but that was because it was at League One level. But I just remember that that 2 0 defeat under Cook where they just came and scored us. It was kind of an October or November Tuesday night and we just didn't lay a glove on them and they're really effective at that level, but just don't have the, either the, the willingness and the ambition to invest, to try and sustain themselves in the championship or just can't. And they're always, unfortunately going to be a small club at championship level when you compare them to the big parachute teams, aren't you? So, you know, fair play to them for what they achieved last season, but maybe a, a bit of a change of strategy is required if they're going to sustain second tier football longer than a couple of seasons at a time, but you never know. It might happen this season. Give us the state of play um, from their game so far, 11 played so far. Yeah. So they're currently 23rd. So second bottom in the league, six points from the 11 games they've played only one win so far this season, three draws, seven losses, scored 10 goals, conceded 22. That's the most goals conceded in the league. Their home form is the stuff that's relevant for us making the trip up to Yorkshire on Friday night. They've taken five points from the five games. They did win against Norwich at a time when Norwich were doing okay. You know, I think that was early September time when Norwich were better than they are now. Had draws at home against Preston and Blackburn and defeats at home to Leicester and Bristol City. Their XG of just over six is the worst in the league, so it's it's not a side that's creating many good quality chances. Eight big chances created so far this season is 22nd in the league, and the six they've missed is also 22nd. So, you know, the, the, the stats are there to be seen. They, yeah, they don't score enough goals. They don't create enough high-quality chances. Yep. Um, Carboys uh, supports Bran, if I again pronounce that correctly, beating Glasgow FC 6 0. Um, so, congratulations to Bran. They'll be playing Champions League football next, or oh, this season, I think. And Charlie Dees confirmed the England Elite League is formerly the under 20. Right. Thank you, Charlie. We've corrected ourselves as we've gone along, which is exactly, there's so much knowledge in the chat. So when we go wrong, you, you need to tell us, folks. We'll, we'll happily correct ourselves. Um, should we talk about last time out? Um, two-week gap for them as well. Um, and not a bad result last time out, was it? No, they were they were battered. It was, do you remember, like on Football Manager, you play those games where you absolutely hammer a side and then they end up getting a, 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 a jammy point and that you feel incredibly frustrated and want to rev- uh, smash your laptop and kind of save, quit and reboot the game. It was like that. They drew 1-1 away at Southampton. They went behind after two minutes and then they absolutely got battered like i said 20 percent possession an xg of 0.14 versus southampton's 3.23 only four shots compared to southampton's 22 only 198 passes compared to southampton's 800 i guess if you ask siri siri show me a typical russell martin performance it would just show those yeah. those kind of stats wouldn't it but they they equalized jordan hoogle lobbed um, gavin bassino in the second half lovely goal and they they hung on and they got a point they made a tactical change they kind of lined up with a four at the back and switch to a three which is how we kind of remember them from those league one days and they rode their luck keeper made some big saves and they managed to get out of town with a point which the stats you know completely go the other way but fair play that's a decent point going international break because they wouldn't have held much hope going to St Mary's at all because Southampton had just turned that corner hadn't they you know they'd beaten them mm. um, 
uh, Leeds and was it Swansea? I think I can't remember who it was, but they uh, they just turned the corner and probably feared the worst after going behind so early, but they stuck in there and managed to get out of town with a point. Yeah, well, I, I, when it's your team that does it, it's so much fun. <clears throat> um, but when you're a Southampton fan, as you say, when it's when it happens against you, it's the worst. Um, we yeah. do have some breaking news, Seb, which I'll get your reaction for. Uh, Zumba managerial news: Gary Rowett gone from Millwall. Um, uh, I haven't got a statement as such, but I can confirm that Millwall currently fifteenth uh, in the championship. Only four wins so far this season. Really, kind of up and down form. Really, um, yeah, they can't get going, can they? Yeah. I mean, they've had a huge upheaval in the summer with the tragic passing of the owner, so they've had a lot of stuff off the field to deal with. Rowett can't get going. Why would you do it? 48 uh, 72 hours before the games restart that makes no sense at all you think those kind of decisions would be made kind of going you know if the monday after the the final weekend for the international break i don't understand why you'd wait this long and then do it so that's a strange one i guess the usual names will be linked maybe john eustace will fancy coming straight back in i'm not sure but mm-hmm. yeah they haven't been able to get going at all this season and i guess that's the that's the world we live in these international breaks as ben often refers to can be real graveyards for managers can't they yeah, I, but it's say, weird to do it. So strange, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's strange to do it so far into the into the break. You think you do that on the Monday, announce someone on the Tuesday, and they've got you know ten days to get a, get some stuff into the squad on the training pitch. So a strange one. It's a um, FC mutual consent type situation, and their statement includes a quote from Rowett himself. Um, okay, so the right. chairman. Um, says we greatly appreciate Gary's efforts throughout his time in charge, and he departs with the best wishes of everybody connected with the club. And Gary Rao added, firstly, I would like to thank the fans for their support during the time of my club. The atmosphere they create is unique. I've thoroughly enjoyed being manager of Millwall and depart with a feeling that the club has progressed during my tenure. As is sometimes the case in football, the time just feels right to part ways, which okay. you don't usually get a quote from the manager when these kind of things happen. But uh, yeah, a situation going on there um, and we will keep you posted if anything happens. But you do it, I think, Seb, because you've got someone else lined up yeah, who you think there must be somebody who will be announced tomorrow i assume they'll have something ready to go and it's still strange how short notice it is with the game starting at the weekend but there we go that's the world of the championship that's Bonkers. football guys yeah keep As a former manager if, if any other managers get sacked i mean obviously mark kennedy lost his job at lincoln earlier uh, <laughs> earlier on as well so maybe or well, he's ex millwall isn't he mark kennedy i think uh, someone will correct me if i've gone wrong there so maybe maybe he's failed upwards at i don't know um Keep us posted if anyone else loses their job, as I say. Um, but yeah, very strange situation going on at Millwall. And poor Gary Rao. I kind of feel Gary Rao gets harshly sacked. He was sacked really. Was he the guy that was sacked? Zola. Zola. Yeah. yeah okay, Birmingham. Yeah. Um, and, and then their fans. They've done yeah. it again in the, in the last two oh, weeks. Yeah. So yeah, very strange, isn't it? No pressure, Wayne. Um, let's get back to Rotherham. Let's get back to Rotherham. We talked about that last season, Seb. Uh, the one punching above their weight in survival. Um, and you talked about the managerial situation there as well. A lot of kind of controversy or not controversy, but Paul Warren obviously making the step down to Derby, maybe surprised well, a few. Well, step down in league level, not in terms in league, of club. Yeah. yeah, I think I think we in all would have done the stature, same thing. Yeah. Pyramid, maybe not. And then, yeah, Mark Bonner was in, linked quite heavily with that job and didn't get it in the end, and Cambridge's form really fell off, didn't it? But yeah, yeah talk to us about um, the boss at Rotherham. And do you want to give us any bits and pieces about last season as well? Any, yeah, so like always- I said earlier, they, they managed to stay up. They finished 19th, uh, finished on 50 points, which was six clear of the, the relegation zone. It was September time when Gary Rowe, obviously Liam Rosini got the derby job in the summer as a temporary manager, whatever weird title they gave him. And then Paul Warren kind of shifted across from Rotherham with his, with his entire backroom staff. He took everybody with him, didn't he, to, uh, uh, to Pride Park. A step down in terms of division, but definitely a step up in terms of, you know, career progression and stuff. And then Mark Bonner, 
as far as everyone's concerned, has got the job. And for whatever reason, he turns it down to to stay at Cambridge. And like you say, their form drops off a cliff and they go for Matt Taylor from from uh, Exeter. It takes a while. There's a good sort of hmm. two week, two week, two and a half week gap between Warren leaving and then bringing the new guy in. It's negotiations, which were amicable. All the statements said, you know, we we had to delay the announcement by 24 hours because there was some legal tidying up to do. But everything, everything remained amicable. And he was unveiled as the new manager and does okay. He signed a four year deal, so clearly put some faith behind him. He wins 38 points from his 38 games in charge and kind of sees them across the line. Like I said, the points deduction for Reading helped. If they hadn't, they'd have finished on 50 points as well as Rotherham did. But he's done okay he's come in there and you know that side was really built in Warren's own image Ooh. wasn't it you know big three big strapping center halves Michael Smith or equivalent Whoa. up front yeah big boys throughout the team um, and they were kind of like physically bully you and school you like used to the school being schooled is the term used that's exactly right and yeah I guess it was a squad in his own image and Taylor did well, I think, to come in and kind of try and maybe be a bit more expansive. I guess they've got an eye with maybe changing the way kind of things are played with, with shipping out. With, with Warren leaving, it's a chance to reset things a little bit. And I think he did well last season and deserved credit for it. Yeah. Well, should we talk about our history with him? I've already mentioned that, that 2 0. We'll skip over that because last time we played them, Seb, let's remind everyone of A, how good we are, and B, we can win in the cups, can't we? Yeah, 4-1 in the FA Cup third round back in January. The third round, which we'll be going into this year. None of this first or second round rubbish like we've seen for the last... Was it last week? That was the last in the Yeah, in the last year right, we, we just drawn Bracknell, hadn't we? So, yeah, a much, a much nicer world to be in. Yeah, January time, we beat them 4-1 in the Cup. Humphreys, Chaplin, Ladapo and Wesburn's penalty. So that was one of those nights where we kind of realised, oh, hang on, if we, if we weren't in the best of form in the, in the league at that time, we kind of played them and Burnley in the uh, in the FA Cup and thought to ourselves, well, if we do go up, we give a good account of ourselves against sides further up the food chain. So it kind of boosted confidence a little bit. The last game at Rotherham was the uh, uh, 1-0 defeat back in April 2022. At that point, we couldn't go up. I think it was on Sky, wasn't it? On a Saturday morning, a Saturday lunchtime, if I remember rightly. The highlight of that game was Wolfenden going on this amazing run. Mm. They win it fairly late on. Michael Smith scores with about 10 minutes to go or so as they close in on on getting promoted back to the championship. And we kind of wanted the, the season to be over at that point because we knew we couldn't get in the playoffs. Uh, our last league win up there was, in, uh, sorry, our last league win against them was at home. Will Keane scored in January 2019, one of Paul Lambert's only three victories, I think, that season after he took charge. And we've had a mixed bag of results at the the New York Arena, haven't we? We were at a nil, a two nil defeat. Arenas, <laughs> New York What's Arena, it? stadium. It? Sorry, stadium, stadium yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The arena makes it think like ninety thousand seats, like yeah, the, very, like yeah, the sphere yeah. in Vegas or something. Yeah, not quite. Very, that. very different. They, um, yeah, we've got a, a two nil defeat in the playoff season. Connor Salmon, who was crap for us for half a year, went there and promptly scored against. I think we were both there for that one. Then a yeah. year later, we had the five two victory. The Murphy. Hat trick. He hadn't scored all season, and we went and battered them four two. Uh, sorry, five two. Uh, and then we had the famous one, well, not the famous, maybe the, the sliding doors moment for Paul Hurst. We lose one nil in the ninetieth minute in his second game in charge, his first away game. Played all right on the day, but a free kick and a towering header from Michael Smith sees us lose that one, and I guess he never, never really recovered. I've got one of my famous quiz questions for oh, you because I know you hate these. The five two game in two thousand and fifteen. We were both there. How many yeah. of the lineup? I've given you one. How many of the lineup can you can you get? Um, this is the season after the playoff season. Help me out, chat. Help me out. I've given you one. I told you who's got a hat trick. Yeah, well, I've got ten to go. Um, Pittman. Yep. Bart win goal, presumably. Nope. Oh, Gherkin in goal, was it? Yep. Wow. Knudsen. Yep. Uh, Chambo. Yep. Legend. Uh, I can't even remember who our centre backs are. 
Oh, it's easy. Uh, Same as the playoff season. Oh, Barra and Smith. Yep. Uh, Fraser says Neil. Nope. Must have been we, injured. Um, yeah, we've got Barra, though. Uh, Three-man uh, centre. It's a 4-3-3. So you need Scoose. two. Yes. Douglas scored in that game, didn't he? Didn't he score on the Ranger? Yeah. Do you want some? Yeah, Dougie played. Douglas. Yeah. yeah. Of Goose and, yeah. You're doing uh, all right. Two, two more. Two more. Was yeah. it four three three? then, was it? Yeah, one central midfielder and one striker slash converted winger by Mick McCarthy who didn't score for about 30 games. Oh, wow. That's not helped me out at all. Um, Do you want to give you the answers? Hyam says Chris. No. No. And give us some... Give us some clues. Give us one some clues. was a, uh, uh, he was an international for, I want to say the Maldives, but I don't think it was. That's no help whatsoever. Larson Torre? No, he was on the bench. He okay. was on the bench. Oh, Kevin Brew. There you go. Yeah, was it the Maldives? Uh, no, I don't think it was. But Oh, well, you got one. Yeah. So just one to go. Uh, just one up front. There it is. The guy. And he was there. Oh, it. Ryan. Wow. There's four people in going, oh, Sears, Rich. Bloody Sears. Yeah. Yeah. And then here come the brews as well. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you, everyone, for the chat. Oh, that's, well, I've got a quiz for you guys as well. I found a moment in Ipswich Town history where um, quite an entertaining game against uh, Mauritius. There you go. Thank you, Neil. Um, Thanks, so there Neil. you go. I th- or, or Seychelles, says Rodders. I think it's Mauritius. I'm pretty comfortable. Um, it's Mauritius. I've got a commentary quiz. Um, these continue to be piece of piss but it's just a bit fun Seb enjoy it oh lovely word from Curry one of the best moments of the night so far that there's a player brimming with confidence here he is thought he's gonna have a shot Magilton will Magilton have a shot here he goes it's a goal Jim Magilton no goals for 17 months now he's scored two goals in two games the, the fixture, the scoreline, the date, and any other interesting information, uh, we'll come back and finish that off uh, before we talk about Ipswich in relation to Friday's game as well. Um, I, I love how we've gone from Peter Drury to uh, Foz, bless him. And I, I like the here he goes, as in like, the ball is going to move, look, it's going to move, <laughs> like Mitchell and Webb. So yeah, we've got a decent history, at least at the most recent fixture between the two clubs, and probably, you know, the good acid test really because I think the squad is, is we'll talk about um the current squad, but um pretty good indication I think of the strength of the two teams probably. Uh, we talked about Taylor, anything you want to add on Matt Taylor, the boss? No, not really. Obviously he's best known for his spell at Exeter, you know, had a playoff defeat with them and then ends up taking them up second. I think they finished and took him up to League One. He's used to working with kind of no money whatsoever. So is that maybe a reason they've kind of appointed him and like I said, maybe look to play a bit more expansive? Well, it's very hard to, to compare the two, but the last full season Paul Wall had at Rotherham versus the last full season that uh, Taylor had at uh, Exeter. You know, Exeter had more possession, nearly 10% more possession across the season, more shots on goal, more goals scored. So maybe they're looking to try and change things a little bit since uh, since Warren moved on. Yeah, well, talk to us about the arrivals then. There was quite a few, not yeah. a huge amount of money spent, but good some, yeah, some pedigree in there, I guess. That's the word yeah, like 11, 11 arrivals, only one fee paid. They paid a million quid for Sam Nombe, who's joined him from Exeter. He was his main striker at Exeter. 23 goals in 76 games in his time with Exeter with, uh, with Taylor as his boss. He's yet to score in seven appearances so far this season for Rotherham. Only two starts, though. So a million quid. I think he's 23, 24 years old. So they'll kind of have designs on him, I guess, to kind of score some goals and maybe look to make a bit of a profit on him in the uh, uh, in the upcoming summers. Fred Onidima uh, is on loan from Luton. He can play either side of the three behind the main striker so either left wing attacking or right wing attacking quite pacey he can be a bit of a threat we'll discuss his his kind of numbers in a bit Andre Green ex-Villa joined from Slovan Bratislava 
I had no idea he went out there. He's very inconsistent by all accounts. Again, he can play either left or or right on the wing. Very inconsistent. No goals, no assists so far this season. So hasn't hit, hit the ground running. And they brought in some experience. So we'll discuss the players that moved on in a minute. But Cafu comes in from Forest. Grant Hall comes in. Sam Klukas, the Welsh ex-international. Yeah, the Welsh ex-international comes in from Stoke. So they've kind of added a bit of experience to replace some of the players that, that moved on. But a million quid for them on a striker is a, a, a pretty decent outlay, isn't it? Yeah, one player as well. It's um, yeah, it's a I mean, statement. yeah, it is a statement. Maybe there's some, maybe there's a situation with the Onya Dimmer, Dimmer um, loan from Luton. Maybe they felt guilty getting Ogbenen a free, which frankly yeah. was pretty crap business from Rotherham. You know, their key player last season, um, eight goals for assists. Yeah, um, you know, letting him go for nothing, and maybe Luton felt gu- guilty about that. Um, but other players that we we know from that Rotherham team have departed over the you know, that Paul Warren team, the Dan Barlazers of this world yeah. have moved on. And then others, Ben Wiles is another player that I liked and I think was linked maybe maybe creatively on Twitter rather than anything concrete, Seb. But Ben Wiles has moved on to Huddersfield. Yeah, he went to Huddersfield, undisclosed fee. He made 27 appearances last season. Connor Washington went to Derby, 35 appearances last season. Sure. Wes Harding on a free to the now managerless Millwall. Richard Wood was still playing there. I remember being linked with him under Roy Keane. I don't know what... You were linked with him. him. No, us, Ipswich. You said I was linked with him, but anyway. I remember us being linked with him under Roy Keane. Like, so. This is a football manager save that you've kind of pretended is real life. And I think I've had one of those moments. But anyway. <laughs> that alone must be 15 years ago or so. So between those players we've just listed, it was 684 league appearances out the door for their time at Rotherham. So it's a huge shift of kind of, you know, the experienced players who have been schooled under under Paul Warren for ages. You know, is it is it a case of a chance to clear the decks a little bit and kind of bring in players that look to maybe develop them? I, I was interested, obviously we know Exeter is a really good selling side in terms of Ethan Ampadu, Ollie Watkins, uh, Matt Grimes. So I was looking and see was Taylor responsible for those kind of you know development and sales and he wasn't around for some of the big ones but there were a couple still he was involved in so I wondered I thought is there an eye, one eye on this as a you know bringing in this this younger manager who can kind of maybe take a Sam Nombe for a million quid get him to score 10 goals in the championship and we looked to shift him for three million in a couple of summers time you know I didn't know if it was a bit of a change mm. of overall strategy the trading uh, the club yeah. as well as a, yeah as well as a managerial strategy because like you say losing a talent like Obone is, is, is you know to lose him with, with to to a Premier League side for no fee is is awful business by them, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. 
To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. You mentioned the, the possible attempt to evolve the playing style. Talk to us about uh, the formation. Is a back four, isn't it? Um, and maybe a bit of a four-three-three slash four-five-one yeah, well, going on. Yeah, four-three-three has been used the most seven times this season. Four-five-one was used last time in the um, the siege at St Mary's. <laughs> um, they don't. They're not a side that look to you know retain possession. Thirty-four percent possession is the worst in the league. They're still not exactly an expansive playing side. Two hundred and twelve short passes per game is the fewest in the league. Not as long ball as I was expecting under Warren. They probably would have been kind of top of the list for most of the long ball metrics, but 67 long balls per game is only ninth. They like to attack down that right-hand side, so keep an eye out for Andre Green or um, the right-back Dexter Lembiksa. He likes to get forward as well. He's pacey and direct, so a lot of their attacks come down that right-hand side, but they did switch to a back three about 25, 35 minutes into the game against Southampton. So they have got that flexibility in game if it's not going well to kind of shift things around a little bit. So don't be surprised to see that change if uh, if things aren't going to plan. You mentioned that right-hand side and Andre Green in particular, the threat he carries. Uh, any other players that you want to, you mentioned, uh, the obvious one is Hugel. Hugel, yeah. One of these players that you kind of admire from afar and really hope signs for your team and we were linked, like, weren't we? And, and then, then they the, and then they signed for Norwich, which yeah. like, James Madison was like that when he was at Cov. So like of all the places you can go, bloody Norwich. But it sounded like he didn't have a particularly happy time there. So I don't know. It's not like he'll be looking to rub our noses in it. But he loves a bit of he loves a bit of S House. Oh, does he? Doesn't he? As, yeah, as a central striker, he likes a bit of S Housery. So he's got three goals so far this season. Two really good ones: a worldly strike against Preston and that lob I mentioned against Southampton. So I think he did a conference or interview this week saying he'd, he'd quite like to score a tap-in to make a uh, to make it a bit of an easy one for him. Ollie Rathbone and Cafu will kind of sit in central midfield. Cafu's got a wicked set-piece delivery on him, so watch out for that from corners. We've discussed uh, Onidima on loan from from Fulham. He's uh, from Fulham, from Luton. He's got two goals and one assist. Been carrying a calf injury, so potentially a uh, uh, a bit of a doubt. They've got Hakim Odafin, who's been nursing a hamstring injury, central midfielder, 25 years old. He scored the goal that kept them up last season against Borough. He's got two goals from six appearances so far this season and you're a fan of the goalkeeper aren't you hmm yeah i described not my words seb the best not my uh, words. In the, the best in the second t- tier but yeah i you know i think he i'm surprised he stayed to be honest yeah um but yeah and, and now getting an international cap with sweden so yeah very much a high profile signing i think played quite well against us if i remember rightly in that and was he in that two nil uh sorry the one nil game at rotherham that you talked about the way wolfenham went on when a walkabout i think he played in that game it was pretty good um worth noting and it's, it's obviously a really tragic and crappy situation he was part of the sweden squad that was in brussels on monday for this where this terrorist incident kicked off yeah. so I, i'm not sure he's back in the country yet but obviously um they'll they'll want to look after him and make sure he's yeah. you know he's in a good state of mind because that's a really horrible thing for anyone to go through and yeah we obviously yeah send our thoughts out to everyone affected by that because it's it's the football that is kind of worst, isn't it? Football can be brilliant and then it's yeah, moments like this. So yeah, we wish him all the all the very best. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he features on on Friday. And there are other question marks as well about, you know, we talked about the players that should feature in the key players, said, but there's gonna be a lot of players that are gonna be question marks or absentees, aren't there, because of these injuries. 
Yeah, they were a man short with against Southampton on the bench. They weren't able to put out a full complement of substitutes. And I guess when you've got a squad kind of the size of theirs, all it takes is one or two injuries long term and you're kind of down to the bare bones immediately, aren't you? Shane Ferguson is a name a lot of people will remember. Kind of Was it Newcastle? I think he came through yeah. ex-Millwall, left winger. He was pretty good for them last season. Three goals, five assists in 31 games. He's a, a long-term absentee. They have a Cameron Humphreys, who is a strapping large centre-back, very different to our diminutive, classy midfielder. Uh, injured his hamstring against Preston and he'll be out for a large chunk of the season. Taylor Blackett, ex-Man United, centre-back, got a hamstring injury again. He's very he, he's out. Sean Morrison is a doubt, signed on uh, last January, I think it was. He got injured. This about, January, yeah. Yeah, two, two games into his Rotherham career. Um, so he's still a long-term injury. And they've got uh, Jamie Lindsay, who's a mid central midfielder, has got an Achilles problem, so unlikely to feature. And Grant Hall and Lee Peltier, they came back against Southampton. Uh, Hall is now a doubt again with a hip issue, one of their summer signings. And Peltier must be 35, 36 years old. So... Yeah, if you uh, if you've got a bit of pace about you running it, they could be in trouble. Yeah, uh, do you want to give us some stats to to finish off with? Like we said, the, the, the percentage is, is, is rubbish, but 36% is the bottom of the league. 65% passing accuracy is the second worst. They only average seven shots per game, which is the second worst. Only two on target is also the second worst. Threat from set pieces still, so there's still a bit of the old Rotherham in there. Three of their seven home goals have come from <laughs> set pieces. Like I said, <laughs> That Cafu, triggered the Stoke fans, Sev. Be careful did, about Yeah, that. to be fair. Cafu, uh, like I said, has got a pretty decent set piece delivery on him. No clean sheets so far this season, averaging... Two goals against per game, no clean sheet so far in the league so far this year. 15 shots conceded per game is the fourth highest. So although they might try and stifle, they're, they're, they're not very good at it, judging from the stats. And this was an interesting one, I thought. Their fouls committed and their fouls against are both the uh, one the, the nine fouls conceded per game is the fifth lowest and the seven fouls won per game is the lowest in the league. So, you know, under Paul Warren, I always thought they were a streetwise kind of side who were, you know, not, they would take advantage of more naive sides, which I guess you could label against us. I think maybe they've lost a little bit of that S. Housery kind of part since he's moved on and maybe they need to look to get that back because the Rotherham side with seven fouls won as the lowest in the league shouldn't be right at all, I don't think. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? You, you kind of if you go for a purist model, then yeah, these sneaky fouls. But you know, the kind of players you, that you, it's part of the it's part of the game, isn't it? Now you have to. Do yeah, it. but the players that would do that have gone. You know, um, yeah, exactly. Wiles and Barlaza were the kind of combative central midfielders. Um, they're not part of that team. Even you know, Washington up front was a bit of a noise. You know, you got Hugo perhaps, yeah. but he's not going to drop in, is he? So no. Yeah, maybe there's there's they're too honest to your point, Seb, and a lack of yeah, un, un- streetwise. Not up for the fight. Um, we've only got we have my um commentary quiz has either fallen flat on its ass, um, or people oh, don't I, know what it I is. I think I know it. Um, shall I play the commentary again or shall I just go for the goal? Dealer's I'll, choice. I'll just go for the goal. Um, get your you've got well, you've got until the image comes up on the screen to give you a to give your guess. And here we go. Oh, lovely word from Curry. One of the best moments of the night so far, that. There's a player brimming with confidence. Here he is. Thought he's going to have a shot. Magilton. Will Magilton have a shot? Here he goes. It's a goal! Jim Magilton. No goals for 17 months. Now he's scored two goals in two games. It's a goal, Seb. It's, a, it's in the goal. Um, uh, care to have a guess? I think it's the 4 3 in April 2005, where we were 3-0 or 4-0 up, Four and they up. brought on Jamal Campbell-Rice. No, for I think his... he started. Did he start, did he? He was subbed he off. Was... 
really young and we kind of imploded for a little bit and um somehow we still won the game but there were times in the second half i thought we're really going to mess this up do you know who was playing for rotherham apart from jamal Rice? no oh probably paul hurst paul hurst was playing yeah 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 Yeah, goals for westlake uh double from darren men and jim majilton um fifth of april 2005 so correct season 0405 Ipswich four, Rotherham three, and Rod is quite rightly pointing out we're up, we're going up against the Bake Off. It's like the reverse of the England situation last night. A lot of people pissed off that England Channel Four kicked the Bake Off out of the way for the England match, and now I've realised that we've gone up against the juggernaut that is Bake Off. Never mind. Let's talk about us. Said we've already talked about Burns and the likelihood that he won't be featuring um, and hoping for weeks, not months, on the sidelines. Uh, we've got. Burgess and Longo back from international duty, albeit they've played in this country, not yeah. in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, We've also heard about a doubt to Freddie Ladapo. You can give us more information on that as well. And we've heard that Twan Zabi may feature, but probably not. Um, well, it's hoping to feature in the next few weeks, but it's unlikely to play on Friday, we suggest. Yeah. Give us your thoughts on what this team might look like. So I guess with Burns, it's either a straight swap for Hutchinson or Jackson, isn't it? Or maybe do you go harness for the energy? I don't... Yeah, I mean, I've got vibes of Huddersfield a little bit for this game because it's going to be pissing it down with rain. It's going to be cold. They'll go more direct. I'm not as worried because it's not a new manager bounce. And obviously, it's not Darren Moore who has kind of found out how to kind of frustrate us over the last couple of, couple of years. So I'm not as as worried, but I don't think it's going to be... We, we've just painted a picture of them being absolutely rubbish, which they are, given the stats and stuff so far this season. But I, 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 I don't think it's going to be completely straightforward. So I guess, do you go for Hutchinson to try and provide a moment of magic? and unlock a defence? Do you go for Jackson to look to stretch the game and get in behind if their left fullback is going to be overly advanced, which I'm not sure he's going to be? Or do you go for Harness for the energy and the pressing and the fact he probably deserves a start because he's played so well recently? It's an interesting dilemma to have. I think if it was me, I would go Hutchinson um, for that moment of magic. And I like him on that right-hand side, cutting in onto his left. He did it time and time again against Huddersfield and eventually kind of was involved in the the pre-assist, which you love, for the um, for the Brandon Williams goal. So I think I'd go Hutchinson. Massimo, I would start him if he's okay. Stubbed at 68 minutes. Like you say, he's not travelled anywhere. So I know in the last three-game week, he looked very leggy, didn't he, in the Preston home game. So I guess you start him. And if you tune it up on the hour mark, do you bring Taylor on to give him a bit of a, a bit of a rest. I guess Bristol City is the harder game going into the three-game week, so potentially there's an eye on that one as well. But if he if he's good to go, start him and Morsey, get the game one and make subs if you need to. Ladapo, you just mentioned, ex-Rotherham would probably enjoy going back up there and uh, and scoring against them has an Achilles problem, so he won't be involved, which as Charlie D in the chat says there, I means Scarlett's probably going to get a bit more game time in the next couple of weeks or so. And surely Twan Zabu's debut will be the Fulham game, won't it? The, the cup game. He's played yeah. in a behind-closed doors game this week or something a mixture of under 21s and first teamers and stuff along with christian walton so it sounds like he's just about there but you wouldn't throw him in until he's had that kind of you know proper experience at the first team level in the in the cup game what would you do for for focus on burns's replacement and would you start luongo what would you do both those positions um i would start hutchinson because i like the partnership that he's got with brandon williams on the assumption that brandon williams is gonna start again um and why wouldn't he so I, th- I think for that like reason, said, it's his shirt to lose now, isn't it? Yeah. So that would be my logic. And if I'm Massimo Luongo and I'm playing with a smile as someone in the chat posted earlier, then you'd chuck him in as well, wouldn't you? But I wouldn't be surprised actually if Taylor comes in. I think 
obviously McKenna's learned a few mistakes from Huddersfield, particularly starting Evans. Obviously, he went off injured, but he didn't really get up to the speed of the game. And um, maybe McKenna regrets not playing Taylor from the start in that one. And I think Taylor is they're starting to to make that a challenge. And it wouldn't surprise me if, because of Luongo's minutes on Tuesday, um, he doesn't feature. But I think you go for your strongest team, don't you? And yeah, yes, get it's it, get uh, it one, and then it's a three-game week kind of thing. But it's a weird one because the next game's Wednesday, not Tuesday, and yep. we play on Friday night. So there's plenty of time to recover. The question mark is injuries and all that kind of stuff. But I think that would be my thinking. I think we're I think we're in, in agreement, aren't we? Um, let us know what you think in the chat as well, and um, do start mulling over your predictions because that's where we're going to go to next. But worth a few bits and pieces in the chat. Uh, Neil, their keeper on loan to us after who was he? Mike. Pollitt, I think you be, you're after Neil, who's got a 100% winning, oh, yeah. against winning run against Ipswich and a 100% winning ratio in the East Anglian Derby as well. So um, protect Mike Pollitt at all costs. Michael, um, talking about Rotherham's long ball into the box with Johansson. Um, big call to change the keeper, I hope not. Well, I think I see that's who you're talking about, Michael. And, and I guess obviously we're speculating on the situation about Rotherham's keeper. Obviously, not a great situation there, but we can only speculate. So I wouldn't read too much into that. Um, uh, Universe doesn't care. We need trickery, not Jackson Pace. Uh, we won't. I'm not sure we need trickery, not Jackson Pace. Yeah, I, th- I think you'd go for Hutchinson for that moment of magic, wouldn't you? That yeah. cut back into his onto his left foot to get the shot off or get the cross. And I think that's what you go for. And then uh, he's followed it up. I think we'll dominate the ball. So we need trickery, not Jackson's pace. There you go. I can, yeah. I can see them over. I can't see them over committing for us to count and perhaps. Um, but Hutchinson is a, a great option to bring off the bench once we've run them ragged for a bit as well. But Nick's got similar feelings to you. Big vibes um, from Huddersfield. Expect an ugly game. Yeah. Trying to drag us down, Hutchinson off the bench when they tire. Yeah, there you go. There's the there's that logic uh, with him. Um, we'll take a single goal, says Nick as well. Um, Michael, can Williams score again? We will find out live on Sky on Friday night. We all love a Sky game these days. Doesn't mean anything like it used to do in the past. Got um, in the old days of a Sky game after oh, an international honestly, break. Oh. We'd, we'd be panicking here, wouldn't we? We'd be thinking we've got no chance. Not anymore. Well, we'll see how we get on. And we'll, as I say, we're going to predictions next. So hold that thought for a minute. Bits and pieces of info in terms of the podcast. As always, we're brought to you in partnership with the Greyhound. Uh, so do check out the Greyhound ahead of what's the game next week? Is it Plymouth? Swansea. Swansea. No, Plymouth. No, Plymouth. Go on. Plymouth. Swansea's the next on. one I'm back for. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah, it's Plymouth. It's Bristol yeah. City in midweek and it's Plymouth next weekend. There you go. So I'm looking forward to the Plymouth preview next week. We'll um have to see how many times we can upset people. Hello, Plymouth fans. Yeah, and we'll um probably we won't be doing a live match reaction after the final whistle on Wednesday against Bristol City, the the Mark Ashton Derby, because the pre-match will be the next day. So uh, join us live on Thursday. The usual time we'll be talking about Bristol City and we'll be talking about Plymouth and usual time for the flagship show on Sunday, 8 p.m. Seb, you're going on Friday, aren't you? So I am. We will, we'll get you as part of the trio that makes up the flagship show team on Sunday. A bit of a gap, obviously, from Friday, but join us on Sunday night to go back through it, hopefully with positivity as well. Um, usual time, usual place. And as always, if you've liked what you've heard or seen, give us a thumbs up. Thank you to the folks on Facebook. I see you over there. Um, Elliot, um, Moha, Sam, and Sean. Um, but if you're on YouTube, do the, do likewise. Thumbs up really means a lot to us here. If you're listening on podcast, um, do give us a five-star review and give us a text review if you want. We've had some really good ones. So thank you, everyone, for those. Um, if you want merch, uh, we've got free delivery at the moment, Seb. Do you want to 
you got any? Is that is that merch in the corner there? Yeah, it's a Blue Monday baseball cap, which Boom. I thought I'd positioned correctly, and then as soon as I came into the stream yard, the, uh, the 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 caption kind of shrunk and it disappeared off the screen. Well, you so two can get a third it's a of lovely a baseball black cap. Blue Monday trucker hat, which is very comfortable and go. very nice. There you go. And as always, if you want to join our Telegram group, the match day chat will be in full flow on Friday. So if you want to get involved in that, a few people have joined us and hopefully they're enjoying it as well. A couple of weeks free trial. And if you're finding Twitter and all of these bots that keep liking your tweets and retweeting your tweets a bit of a tedium, then head over to Telegram. Um, It's much more chilled out. It's like Twitter. It's like kind of Twitter and WhatsApp mixed together. Um, but with less nonsense. So come and join us over there. Blue Monday, itfc.co.uk is our website, and all the links to everything I talk about are available there. Shall we do predictions, Seb? Yes, we shall. We've been waiting two weeks, Seb, to talk about the predictions. Finally, some normality is restored to proceedings. Boomtown, 13 points for me last time out. Six for you, four for Sully. Sully has abandoned his telegram predicting post with his tail between his legs. So thank you, Sully. Um, Elliot, I I think, has given us a thumbs up on Facebook. So thank you, Elliot. And Ben's out there as well. Thank you, Ben. Um, has, Has offered himself as tribute to the absolute relentless prediction machine that is me and to a lesser extent. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoy I, I have to share with the, uh, the listeners, the viewers, I got the Thanos meme saying I oh, am yeah. inevitable just after he calculated the latest round of results. So I knew this was coming and it's been building for the last 10 days or so. So I'll let him have his moment. Everyone I may loves have it. peaked too soon. Everyone loves this banter, especially Muller. He loves it when I am. Um, and, and Craig as well. Um, so yeah, return to the top of the predictions table. Um, normal order is restored, but the season is young. There is plenty of twist and turns ahead. We will talk about Rotherham Ipswich, obviously the first on the team sheet this week. But um, any other games, Seb, who that well, the, are exciting you? I'll leave this up and we'll linger on these games. Any ones you want to mention? There? A couple for different reasons. I think Huddersfield QPR is a big, big game down at the bottom. And then there's a two a huge informed sides. Swansea are playing Leicester. So they were kind of the two that jumped out to me. I also had one eye on Stoke Sunderland. Could the his ex-club and Tony Mowbray, his yeah. replacement, be the final nail in the coffin for, for Alex Neal maybe? But yeah, Huddersfield QPR, big game. QPR pumped. Was it 4-0? just before the break, stuck with Ainsworth. So they're clearly going to give him a bit more time. And then Swansea have won four out of the last five or five out of the last five versus Leicester, who've got similar numbers, is a, a big, big game. And I guess we have to look at the, the Norwich-Leeds game as well, because whilst we all want Norwich to lose every single week, could they do us a bit of a favour here and stop the the, the Leeds-shaped thing in our rearview mirror, which is kind of, we're worried might get a little bit closer. Uh, worth noting, last time out we played Preston. Um, 4-2, by the way, folk can't remember the last um, Ipswich Town match. And they face managerless Millwall, or at least managers at the point of recording. It might have, They might have made an appointment since we've been on the air, but um, not a particularly good situation if they haven't resolved that for Saturday. And therefore, you kind of back Preston. And we had already had, um, but you'd probably be even more confident about that situation there. Blackburn, Cardiff... I think it's going to be a bit of a goal fest. So I've gone for a 3-2 to card if they're continuing their fine run. Um, I think Huddersfield QPR will be the game that neither manager wants to lose. So I think it will be a snore snore fest, a nil-nil there. I think Huddersfield win. 
But on the on the flip side, I think Hull Southampton could be a. You got nil nil Hull Southampton. Yeah, I think they'll cancel each other out. Okay, I'm going through a three all. I think it'll be super <laughs> open two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah, I think they'll cancel each other out. To be honest, that, okay. that was my logic. Okay, and I'm yeah, I'm not banking on Swansea to do us a favour though. They are in form at the moment. Um, Plymouth um, haven't won. Have you seen this stat about Plymouth? Haven't won a Saturday 3 p.m. away 12, game 12 in a months. year. Yeah, yeah. And I don't we'll think mention that a lot next West week, hopefully. Oh, yeah, exactly right. Uh, what for Chiffer Wednesday as well? I'm not predicting a huge amount of fireworks there for their new manager. But I don't what have you, I think... What have, you, what have you got for Wayne Rooney's Birmingham? I have got them lo- losing to Borough. I think Borough yeah, will home They're advantage. Now, they've, they've clicked Borough, haven't they? And I've gone for a 1-0 Ipswich Town away victory at Rotherham on Friday. Elliot's gone for a more confident 3-1 and you are going for 2-1 somewhere in the middle in the Goldilocks zone. Show me your working, Seb. Uh, They concede on average two goals per game. So that's our two goals. That's basically science. You can't argue with science and maths. Um, And I think it's going to rain and it's going to be cold (laughs) and it's the north and it's night time. So I think they might score against us. That's my logic. So weather, uh, time of day, geography, and the fact they can see two is my workings. This may be why I'm crap patience. Well, there's enough logic in there. Whether it makes any sense, we will find out on the night, obviously. Uh, I've, I think it will be a grotty game. And I think because Sky picked it, it will be really crap. I also am reflecting a lot of the feedback in the chat of Huddersfield vibes. So I think it will be a, a set-piece goal, perhaps. You know, a, a Leaf Davis to Connor Chapman situation. And um, um, hopefully we'll see that out. And Elliot's gone for the 3-1 a little bit more confident. Um, so there you go. A nil one a 1-2, a 1-3 from the Blue Monday committee. Let's see what folk are saying in the chat. Uh, we've got um, a 2-1 from Nick as well. A single goal win. He'd take that. Um, Eric's going for a 2-0. Michael's going for a 4-2. With all four <laughs> defenders to score. That's the kind of working I want, Seb. None of your weather nonsense and <laughs> just night and all that kind of stuff. Rod's going for a 2-0 as well. Um, uh, Michael's got a consumer advice question about the Blue Monday. Um, it's it's mesh at the back. It's mesh at the back. So it's like I a trucker's cap. I think there's multiple options. There is a, there, yeah, there is, there is a solid all the way around option as well. Yeah, so um, check out our merch store, bloomondayitc.co.uk. Uh, Sully, oh, welcome, Sully. I slagged him off, and here he is to make me look stupid. Uh, he's going nil one as well, though. So me and Sully, knowledge. Um, you should have done it, Sully. We'd, we'd have welcomed you back. Maybe another time, another time. Um, it was just one nil on 89 minutes. That's a bit squeaky bum, though, isn't it? Um, but what do I know? Come on, Sully. Um, go on. And look, just to say, going into a three-week game, if we a do what? win, which we're all predicting, a, a three-week three, game, a three-game week. <laughs> I've got to stop it's been two weeks, it. mate. It's two. Weeks. Yeah, I, know, I need to blow off the cobwebs. Uh, going into a three-game week, obviously, like we're all predicting a win. If we get, if if we can't do that, then you know we've set ourselves up perfectly for the next two games. Bristol City's the harder one, and then obviously Plymouth, who are the best ever footballing side at League One oh, level, yeah. who broke every record and are incredible. Uh, next weekend should be pretty straightforward, I would suggest. So if we can get off to a good start on Friday night, then the good times will keep on rolling. Momentum. Bluey, clean sheet. He's going for going to showcase how good we are. Three or four oh, without reply to the tail. And uh, Paul Sorda's 3-0. Somebody gets a hat-trick. Not sure who. Let's go with Davis for some reason. Love that comment. That's comment of the night, Paul. Thank you for that. Neil's going 3-1 as well. 
Um, I'd go with that as well. Says the universe doesn't care. Three, one. Um, uh, David, surely the media are predicting Wayne Rooney's Brum will win the league. Um, Carbos is going for a three-one as well. So is Mark. Three-one's uh, very popular, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, Ita Paul, uh, one, another member of the amazing Telegram group, Dane Scarlet winner would be nice. Um, Dave, uh, David's going for a, th- a nil-three to Rich. Nil-three, Rich. Hashtag believe. Um, I will. I, I, if only I could play. The wrong side of 40 now. That's the trouble. Uh, Reading tracked to 2 0. John Lynch 4 0. Wow, there is some love here for us at the moment. And uh, Nick Bruce, Bristol supporting friend, reckons they are poor. We will talk more about Bristol on the flagship show on Sunday. Baron's going for a 2 0. Um, the universe doesn't care. Are we at the stage where we, where we are a everyone raises their game team yet? Yeah, but it doesn't mark, matter, so. does it? Because we just raise ours accordingly and matter. swat them to one side, oh. given how amazing we are at football. Clip that for your podcast. Uh, Reading Tractor, I think Scarlett will get a good game time and will break his duck. Well, I love for Scarlett, isn't there? Yeah, he's not really... He's kind of done okay in a few appearances so far this season, but it's a chance now. If the Dapo is out for a few weeks, obviously the frustration is he can't play in the Cup, which is annoying for Scarlett and for us. But if he, uh, yeah, if, if we need to make that normal change like we do around the 60-minute mark because Hurst has run himself into the ground, then Scarlett could well take a chance. Mm. And he's obviously played in for England's elite team, so he's got to be good, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, is 3-1 the score we never had under Mick? Uh, pass. I don't know, Mark. No, under, under McKenna, you're saying. Oh, under McKenna, is it? Yeah. Wow. 3-1, I can't think Ooh. of any 3-1. Someone in the chat needs to help us out with that. If that is the, That's a great stat, Michael, if that's the case. We will attribute, attribute that to you. Surely it's got to happen at some point, and a lot of people say mm-hmm. I predicted Friday, so we shall wait and see. We'll be back on Sunday to talk all about it on the flagship show, and we'll be back here next Thursday to see whether Seb's logic has got him back to the top of the predictions table. We'll be back after this. If you want um, any last thoughts on the team or questions uh, or anything, a shout out or anything like that, then you've got a few minutes to do that before we say goodbye. Worth just reminding you that, again, we're in partnership with the Greyhound. Uh, best pre-match by Benipswich. There you go. I've said it. Uh, back on Sunday for the flagship show, uh, Seb and others will figure who out um, who is involved in that on Sunday. Um, but do join us live on 8pm for live discussion about the game. On Friday night as well, merch store, get your baseball cap, your trucker cap, with or without mesh, multiple options, and mugs and t-shirts and hoodies. Um, and I think maybe beanies as well if you need to start dressing for the conditions. Ah, oh, it's crap, it's crap, it's crap. Telegram group as well. The match day chat will be open from Thursday evening, I think, onwards, but certainly all of Friday. So um, very um, worthwhile following the game via that, um, having that open with um, a beer in another hand and the TV on in front of you as well. So do join us over there. And as always, please give us a thumbs up if you made it this far um, and a review on your podcast app of choice as well. Seb, um, we'll let you do your usual sign off, but thank you as always for your research. Um, and no one's asked for a shout out. I'm Just a quick one before we do go, get oh. your thoughts in the chat quickly. Obviously, going into a three game week, we've had two of these so far a nine pointer and a seven pointer. What do people think we are going to do in this week? Obviously, this normally we've had this is the first time we've had two away games, I think. No, it's not, is it? Sheffield Wednesday, Southampton, and that was away two away games at the start as well. So, I'm interested in people's thoughts. What, how many points will we take from these next three games that are coming up away to Rotherham, away to Bristol City, and then at home to Plymouth? Are we going to go for nine again? What's your thoughts on it? I will take um, 
seven points. Obviously, I do, is that is Obviously. that math? Yeah, I yeah, seven points. You draw one. Yeah, yeah. I draw. I, I think we'll draw at Bristol. I think. Yeah, we'll, that's that's the we'll vibe I'm thinking. On yeah. Friday, I think we'll. I we should beat Plymouth. Something like three two at home or something like that. You know, that's the Bally Mumba double three two or four three. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I, I, my head says seven. We need Dave here because Dave would say ten points, wouldn't he? That's... That was brilliant. Did he cut back to the Fulham game in as a, yeah. a league game and added it on? He yeah. did. Um, so yeah, that'll he... take us to what thirty five points from fourteen played. This is flooding in. Neil's gone for nine. Sully six. Rodders got lots of sevens. A lot of people preempting me with a goal Paul's gone for a heart says nine of course it does yeah look at this wow um a lot of yeah head seven okay Paul. yeah I, th- I think yeah. seven is probably the the chosen one. Oh, mikey penty smith keep going down the list there mikey penty smith is going for six points uh so who so are we losing we're gonna to, lose mikey? we're gonna lose to somebody oh there you go okay fine the weather is a bit crap yeah stay safe everyone traveling up there and all that stuff as well um so there you go a big spread but i haven't seen anything less than six god we're um, a confident bunch these days aren't oh we? dear um i don't like it at all no uh five from david but leicester will only get three is his point that could just everything i know there's that gap but it'd be nice to just keep that um here you go frank number one one point there you go frank thank you frank thanks yeah the cherry on the icing that is that um thank you michael um let's hope we can start fast get quicker and finish at top speed on friday slash saturday morning for him thank you eric thank you to mark uh i think oh there you go nine here come the nines we'll finish on the nines even if they're wrong positivity is what we want seb um thank you as always for your your hard work kira mckenna has stronger blue tin specs than any of us there you go says Reading Tractor. Yeah, McKenna will be backing us as well. And and for good reason too, Seb, you wanted to say happy birthday to someone, but I'll let you just say goodbye to everyone. And then I'll press the button after you've given us your usual salute. Thank you to everyone for joining in. Thank you for you for sanity checking my script and making it sound more professional like you do every single week. I must say a happy birthday to my nephew, Jamie. He's 14 birthday, today. He's not, even, he's not even an Ipswich fan and he watches this every week, bless him. So happy oh. birthday, mate. I hope you had a good day. Thank you for watching. Uh, everyone enjoy it. Me, Mikey and Ben, I think are all at Rotherham on, uh, on Friday nights. So if you see us, come and say hello. It'd be great to chat with some of you. Keep a lookout then for Ben's um, reaction video on probably on Saturday morning as well. Yeah. Um, and probably if you want a more insight on the mill situation, check out Ben's podcast on Thursday night with Sam Parkin and probably he'll have a five, 10 minute video out maybe already. Um, but yeah. Check out Ben's channel. Lots of great stuff happening there. And now we're in the championship. It's relevant for us, isn't it? So here, here. Yeah. An excellent source of research for my shows. I must admit. Um, yeah, no, enjoy it, everybody. Here's to another seven or nine point week. Going with confidence. Come on, you blues. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.